Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on FRW Online. It is January 31st, Tuesday, which means we are here to chat about WWE NXT. And it just so happened to be the go-home show into Vengeance Day, which is taking place this weekend. So we have quite a bit to talk about. I thought overall today's episode of NXT had some pretty good stuff. Uh, it was a it, it was a pretty decent episode. There's quite a bit that I want to get into. There's one storyline that I can't can't wait to talk about and I feel like right now I'm really into one particular storyline and then everything else is kind of uh you know hit or miss and we will talk about each and every single thing individually but before I get into that first and foremost I want to thank you guys so much for being here I also want to apologize for not being here this Friday um I was over in San Antonio for the Royal Rumble and it was full of events and um I didn't have the very best wi-fi and then also I sound like I'm making a bunch of excuses but seriously they did have like a million events we had six media events which I loved because it gave me an opportunity to get more content um so that kind of just kept me very very busy so I'm very sorry for not being here on Friday I will be here this Friday though so no need to worry about that I will be here uh, today obviously to talk about NXT Wednesday tomorrow to talk about AEW Dynamite and then Friday to talk about Smackdown and Rampage and I'm feeling very, very, uh, this week has been kind of crazy because I'm coming off of the, you know, we're coming off of the Royal Rumble weekend, which basically, uh, you know, with the big pay-per-views, there's just so much content to put out. I'm still working on editing a vlog that I haven't even started editing. I have 89 clips to place together and make work into a vlog. And uh, this is going to be a very, very uh, busy week because on top of uh, doing my normal responsibilities in terms of podcasting and videos and all of that. I'm also going to be doing a lot of MMA stuff. I'm going to be uh, covering Bellator, which is going to be taking place on February 4th, the same day as Vengeance Day, actually. And I'm going to be doing that and then also some uh, indie MMA work as well. So it is just going to be nonstop these next couple of days. But uh, before we get into NXT, I also want to take a second to really quickly just promote some of the stuff that I've been posting on my YouTube channel. So I officially surpassed 87,000 subscribers over on my YouTube channel and I'm so freaking stoked about it so like I could not be happier it's the best thing going on in my life right now um so please uh if you haven't gone to the YouTube channel youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo uh please go there at some point I have interviews with Seth Rollins with Otis with the New Day with Liv Morgan with uh Dewdrop now back to Piper Niven but she was Dewdrop when I talked to her uh and Bianca Belair Austin Theory Dominic Mysterio uh you name it they're up there and I uploaded about like 20 videos so uh it's kind of been uh, blowing up the channel right now, which I'm very, very stoked about because as you guys know, I'm trying to hit that 100k mark. But let's go, everyone. Let's get into uh, NXT here today. So the way that I kind of want to work uh, around today's show, I want to um, kind of tie it into Vengeance Day. So what I want to do, because this was the go home show to Vengeance Day, I want to run down the card and talk about what went down in regards to NXT for that particular matchup. And then the stuff that isn't on the card, we'll make sure to talk about uh, towards the end. So instead of going in chronological format, I do want to talk about the matches and basically what went down on uh, today's show. And also maybe also share some predictions and where we're at on all of that. So let's get into it. Here we go. So um, I'm going to start off. So there's six matches announced for Vengeance Day this weekend. 
And the first one that I want to get into is Katana Chance and Caden Carter because uh, they're going to be taking on Fallon Henley and Kiana James for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Now, this one to me, here's the thing about Vengeance Day in terms of the way that I'm seeing this pay-per-view is I feel like we're going to be seeing maybe a couple of title changes and I feel like we're going to be seeing um, this, 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 particular, this particular NXT does uh, Vengeance Day, uh, I know we're not calling them takeovers anymore, so I don't know what to call them, uh, this premium live event um, that's coming up, it doesn't feel like as big as Deadline Fouts, it doesn't feel like as big as NXT Stand and, uh, Stand and Deliver is going to feel, so it does kind of feel a little bit like we, um, for the most part, I think my predictions and everything that I'm expecting on the show feels very, very realistic. There's not necessarily one thing on the show where I'm like, oh, it could go either direction. I really do feel like this is a very straightforward pay-per-view in terms of I'm not really expecting any major surprises. I could be completely wrong, but um, I'm feeling pretty positive about all of my predictions and my picks heading into this show. But we do have a super chat here from Heidi Ho. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho is actually a member of my YouTube channel and um, I ended up winning the Royal Rumble pool. So congratulations to Heidi Ho. But Heidi Ho says, everyone now down to your Royal Rumble. Uh, everyone now down to your Royal Rumble winner. Oh, bow down. Sorry, I was looking at that. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> thank you so much to Heidi Ho uh, for sending in this super chat here. And yes, congratulations on being the Royal Rumble pool winner, man. Seriously, that was a lot of fun. I had a great time doing that. Um, but let's see what we got here. We got people, uh, YT says they still call them takeover, or he still calls them takeovers, rather. And this feels like an interim style pay-per-view with uh, Ray, Ryan Barefoot says nothing major going on. So yeah, like even though I'm expecting a pretty good show, uh, it just kind of feels like it's there, though. But so in regards to Katana and Kaden against uh, Fallon and Kiana James, you know, I really do think, and this is for the NXT Women's Championship, I really do think that this one's also going to be very straightforward. I'm expecting to see Fallon and Kiana get the win here. I think it's definitely time to see brand new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. I think it's been long overdue. We are going to uh, be talking about, we might as well talk about it now, because this ties into it. So we need to talk about the women's tag team division on NXT. For the most part, it's kind of been uh, a little bit on the slim side where we kind of need more tag teams. Obviously, we have Gigi and JC, but they're, you know, doing a whole entire thing. We already saw them as tag team champions for quite a bit of time. And now they're moving on to something different. And we'll talk more about them later. But today we did get a tag team that I'm feeling pretty damn excited about so we ended up getting uh, a vignette with Isla Dawn and Alba Fire who are officially now apparently according to this vignette a duo they're a pairing now uh, I I'm so stoked about this because here's the thing like clearly we'd seen them feud and Isla Dawn pretty much got the best of Alba Fire and Alba Fire has kind of not gone in like her proper moment I guess you can say on NXT and so many of us we're wondering, hey, what's going down with Alba Fire? She didn't get to become NXT Women's Champion. They kept that on Mandy Rose. And then she went into that feud with Isla Dawn. A lot of us thought, oh, maybe she'd be called up to the main roster. That didn't happen either. So it was kind of like, 
well, what's next with Alba Fire? She's clearly not going to be NXT Women's Champion as of right now. And she's not going, she's not leaving NXT. So what is left for her? Last week, we did see this interaction between, um, so Alba Fire had a match against the tag team champions. It was a handicap match, but it was for the titles. And so Ruka ended up coming out and being, uh, was it so Ruka? I think it was so Ruka. Uh, came out to be her tag team partner and they ended up losing. Was it so Ruka? Oh my God, I'm blanking on that one. Anyways, but the point is they lost. It didn't happen, et cetera. And so we ended up getting um, basically at the end of that match, though, we ended up getting uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn kind of have this moment where they were just staring at each other. And it was kind of weird because you're wondering, why isn't Alba Fire upset at Isla Dawn? Why isn't she going after her? Well, the reason it looks to be now that they're appearing. And I think this is the perfect move, the perfect move for Alba Fire, because, again, we didn't know which way she was going in terms of the roster and what she was going to do next. For Isla Dawn, her character is very unique. You know, it's more of that, you know, witchcraft type of deal. It's very dark. It's more sinister type. And so you're kind of wondering, okay, what can you do with that? And I feel that making this, making them into a duo, <coughs> don't mind me, just dying of a cough apparently out of nowhere. Why does that always happen to me? Um, out of nowhere, I was like, I'm dying. Ah. Um, anyways just happened in the middle of the conversation. So back to where I was at. First of all, apologies to everybody. And I will edit that out in the audio because everyone be hearing me cough. Okay, so um, where was I at? Where was I at? All right. So we basically were wondering like, hey, what's going to go down with Alba Fire? And then in terms of Isla Dawn, I just really do think that the them coming together as an actual tag team is definitely the right way to uh, really go about it. Not only does it add to both Isla and Alba Fire, but also it adds to that tag team division, which you can tell we don't really have that many teams. So we definitely need a team like Alba and Isla Dawn. So I'm definitely on the excited side about this. So with that being said, my prediction for this match is I am expecting to see the titles go to Fallon and to Kiana James. I think it's the right way to go, especially because with Fallon and Kiana, they kind of have a little bit of they're on the same page and then they're not on the same page. It doesn't really seem like they're really there yet in terms of uh, trusting each other. And so for me, I'm more curious about seeing their dynamic work together as tag team champions versus Katana and Kaden. Although I do appreciate Katana and Kaden in ring wise, I really do think that I'm ready for something new here. So uh, let's see what people are saying. This is from Steven who says, uh, glad you had fun at the Rumble and for the content. Thank you so much, man. I had a good time going to the Rumble. Um, it was my first ever Royal Rumble live experience and it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, guys. I'm dying right now. Uh, we got Shelton Jackson who sends in a super chat saying, let's just hope NXT Vengeance Day will leave everyone with a feel-good story or a happy ending. I should have seen that coming, man. I should have seen it coming. Uh, thank you so much to Shelton Jackson for this very generous super chat as well. <clears throat> this is an interesting uh, comment. This one's from Dan Perea who says, Alba looked hypnotized like a puppet rather than completely turning heel while joining Isla. I like that you pointed that out because it was all, it was all, you're right. It was all Isla Dawn doing all the talking. I don't recall Alba Fire doing much. She was just kind of standing there. Uh, you might be onto something, Dan. There maybe she did hypnotize Alba Fire into becoming her tag team partner. I don't know. 
She's into all the witchcraft stuff, so I can see this being a possibility. Okay, let's see what else we got here. This is from Ryan who says, honestly, I think Alba should be on the main roster, so I'm not super into the tag team idea of her and Alba, but I'm willing to see where it goes given NXT more needs more teams. Yeah, I mean, obviously she could be a huge addition to the roster, but I do really think that, um, I do really think that they're, um, they're better off right now as a tag team for sure. Uh, Dante NYC's Denise's experienced technical difficulties. Please stand by. So do you guys remember like any time back in the day when like Raw would have uh when Raw would have um technical difficulties, we'd always see like the same graphic. It was like, please stand by technical difficulties or something. And it was always the image of Triple H. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make a little graphic just in case I have technical difficulties and just have Triple H right there. Uh, it was something that I definitely um, remember. Okay, so now let's go ahead and get into our next one here. Um, after this, we got, <clears throat> let's talk about Apollo Crews and Carmelo Hayes because they're gonna be going up against each other in a two out of three falls. Now, in terms of this card, I do think the tag team match is going to be good but I have a feeling that Apollo Cruz Carmelo Hayes is going to be match of the night this is the one that I'm expecting to uh, really be the blow away match at vengeance day and not be the reason for that is we've already kind of gotten a taste of what to expect between, between Apollo Cruz why am I coughing sorry guys <clears throat> give me a second while I take off my sweater and just kill me now, right now. This is it. This is the fall. This is the downfall of Denise Salcedo. The rise and fall of Denise. I'm sweating. I'm coughing. What is happening? I'm dying on this live stream. This is great. Um, <laughs> I swear, if you're near to my show, this doesn't always happen to me. Okay, so back to Apollo Cruz and Carmelo Hayes. So the two out of three falls, we've already gotten a preview of, you know, what it is to see them wrestle one another. They had a pretty decent match on NXT not too long ago, and they have a really nice flow with one another. So I really do think that Apollo Cruz, Carmelo Hayes, two out of three falls is going to be match of the night. We also got a pretty decent promo from Carmelo Hayes. Um, in terms of my prediction, I think it's definitely be Car it's definitely going to be Carmelo Hayes to get the win here i just don't see the to me there's just far more upside in terms of having carmelo hayes get a a victory over apollo cruz like this in this two out of three falls match than there would be to seeing apollo cruz defeat carmelo hayes like as much as i like apollo cruz he already challenged for the nxt championship he's already been there done that um for me i want to see carmelo hayes keep picking up them wins and all of that uh so that's kind of where i'm at with all of this um so now let's go ahead and uh, get into this next match here. So the next match that I want to talk about is the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match for the NXT Tag Team titles. Now, this is going to be the New Day versus Gallus versus Pretty Deadly versus the team that ended up winning the main event tonight. So the main event that we had today was a triple uh, threat match. We had Idris and Malik versus... Um, <clears throat> The Diet versus Andre Chase and Duke, Hudson, and Duke Hudson. And this one here was a triple threat for the final spot in that match. In regards to the main event, um, I honestly got to tell you, I... I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that great. The crowd was really into it, though. They were really into Chase U and Chase University and Andre Chase and Duke Hudson, uh, especially when Andre Chase had that spot where he was, like, stomping on, where he was, like, uh, 
doing his kicks and stomping on, I think it was Fowler that he was doing that too. So that was a really good moment. I thought the crowd was really interested in it. One thing that definitely piqued my interest here was Thea Hale pulling the leg of Ava Rain and Ava Rain essentially being brought down from the ring apron. I liked this because we haven't seen Ava Rain yet get an opportunity to wrestle just yet. So I'm wondering, okay, are we going to see Thea Hale, Ava Rain there? What's going to go down? So I'm curious to see um, what more we might get between Thea and Ava Rain specifically speaking. So that's something that I definitely kind of got excited about. Um, but Duke Hudson and... Um, Andre Chase did end up getting the win. So they are now added to this match. So here's the thing. New Day as tag team champions, I'm not sure. This really all depends on how long they're going to basically allow them to be on NXT. If they're going to still be on and if they can still be on NXT for however long they want them there, then it's clearly got to be the New Day. But if the New Day's time is coming to an end on NXT, then we're definitely going to be seeing a new tag team champions. In terms of who I want to see become tag team champions, Personally, I would want it to be pretty deadly. That's where I'm at. But it's like we've already seen pretty deadly as champions. And I have a feeling that if the New Day do lose the title, I won't be surprised if it goes to Duke Hudson and Andre Chase. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they went that direction, honestly. Because this is something that, you know, they're, they're pretty over with the NXT audience. And I feel like they can tell, you know, a further story between Duke Hudson and Andre Chase as tag team champions. So I do have a slight feeling that if the New Day's time is up on NXT, I have a slight, slight feeling that we might be seeing Duke Hudson and Andre Chase become champions. But if not, if the New Day are still cool and they can still be there and do their thing, then I'm expecting the New Day to retain. I do think this will be a fun matchup, but as of right now, I don't know if I'm, I don't think it'll be like match of the night, at least not right now. I still think that might be Apollo Crews and Carmelo Hayes. So um, we got people sending in some thoughts here. And this is, um, we got half of our chat saying uh, they're rooting for Chase U on all of this here. Uh, but we got other people going with Gallus as well. Uh, Gallus, I think would be, uh, it's weird because I feel like Gallus would definitely be a good shout for sure. But for some reason, I don't know why, but I feel like they might not go that direction. I feel like even though, Man, I could be wrong on this one. I could be reading this one wrong, guys. I seem I feel like Gallus is a good pick, but for some reason, I see them going. If it's not New Day retaining, I see them going with Duke Hudson and Andre Chase. It would be different. It would be different because their dynamic and their presentation is so different from all the other teams. Um, but I think they could do something there, story-wise. Dante NYC sends in a very generous super chat saying, just showing a little appreciation for all the work you do, especially over Royal Rumble weekend. Loving the new content. Your prison Dom interview had me in stitches. <laughs> He's so nice, guys. Oh my God. He's so nice. It, it's funny too, because he got there and I looked at, I, you know, I, I was making sure that I got my interview with Dominic Mysterio because I knew, I knew that that was going to be one of the interviews that got the most hits. So I made sure to like grab him because he was basically how it works, guys. So when you go to these press events, there's always a press line. 
and they start somewhere and they work their way down. And by the time they get too far, if you didn't get them, because you could be talking to somebody else. And while you're talking to somebody else, they'll skip you and you won't get that person. And then that person will continue going down the line. There's a good chance you won't get them. I'm really good at making sure I get the people I want to get. I'll like, as soon as I'm done with an interview, I pop in there and I'm like, yo, I need Dominic Mysterio. So, um, so he came over and I told him, I was like, Hey man, do you mind? if we like do a little bit in the beginning he's like yeah let's do it so we started off with a little bit in the beginning and then went in right into the interview so that was nice and then we ended up <laughs> when i left the media room uh we, dominic mysterio and i ended up um both uh going down the elevator at the same time where we we're both waiting for the elevator right so it was kind of funny because we got we were making small talk it was it was super random but he's a, he's a nice kid guys he's a nice kid um so yeah uh, thank you so much, Dante NYC. This is my downfall, though. This stream, I might not make it out alive. Uh, thank you, Dante NYC, for the nice super chat. All right, so um, let's press on from here. This is from, let's get some more comments. This is from Fernando, who says, Chase University has been growing on me, and I hope they win the championships. Ryan says, Chase C was super entertaining. The tag titles would only make them feel more important to the show. Man, guys, I'm not on. I'm still not on board. I'm still not on board. Uh, man, I'm trying. I'm really trying to see what you guys see with Chase University, and everybody sees it but me, man. I'm out. Um uh, Again, I do look, I do see where they can go with the potential story because we are, we're still not really trusting Duke Hudson. I'm still wondering what his whole deal is with Andre Chase and all of that. And that could end up being their downfall. That could be their downfall in terms of them maybe not getting the titles. It could be their downfall after they get the titles. I don't know. I really don't know. Ideally, I would love it if the New Day can stick around. But for some reason, I have a slight feeling that this may be like the end. But I do hope that they I, I would like to see the New Day carry the tag team titles at least all the way into NXT stand and deliver because I would like to see a big time. Oh, you know what I would like to see? You know what? Screw this, guys. Screw this. I want to see. Here we go. I got something. I want to see the New Day win this match clearly retain the titles clearly and stay all the way until nxt stand and deliver and i want to see the new day versus the creed brothers at nxt stand and deliver with the creed brothers winning the titles that's where i'm at that's it i don't want anything else no more other ideas all the other ideas suck that's the idea i want that's where i'm at and I won't want anything else now. Now that that's in my head, now that it's in my mind, that's the direction I want to see things play out in. But hey, things don't ever go the way we want them to. Cards subject to change. Heidi Ho says, according to the parking lot footage, Nikita has no friends. Everybody just walked right by her lane there. For reals, man, she was out there throwing on the floor. Nobody gave a damn. And then what's funny is that I didn't realize... When they did the little walkthrough today, by the way, with uh, Nikita and how it happened and all the people that were there and how they were watching, I thought that was a really 
I really like how they had Mackenzie Mitchell break that down. It was like those uh, discover discovery ID shows where they're like, oh, well, this criminal, um, this person could have been the suspect. This is the reason why this person's a suspect. This person could have been the criminal, blah, blah, blah. I really liked how they broke that down. But the, for those of you who are wondering um, what's going on here with Nikita. So they had done a parking lot bit where something happened to her. She was thrown on the floor and, you know, she was in pain and she was holding her knee and this and that. Well, she officially announced today that she under she underwent surgery for a torn ACL and a torn meniscus. Now, um, that sucks. That is something that is very that's a very tough injury, guys. Um, I know people that uh, have close friends that uh, have suffered through uh, torn ACLs, torn meniscus, torn MCLs, PCLs, all these things, all these ligaments in their knees. So I know a lot about um strangely i know a lot about this i actually have quite a bit of information when it comes to this and uh this is something that you have to really really care for an injury like this i know a lot of people get these types of injuries so it feels like something very common and it is a pretty common injury but it is something that while it's common it could literally ruin you man like this could ruin you if you don't take care of it and heal up properly and really, really pay attention to doctor's orders and hope that everything went well. And, you know, all of it, it could be something really damaging. But um, apparently she underwent successful surgery. She is probably going to be out for several months. Uh, so don't expect Nikita Lyons back uh, until a good amount of time. It's probably going to be a while, guys, because uh, torn ACL, torn meniscus, definitely not something you want to deal with. It's brutal. And then on top of that, it's also like a mental thing having to come back from that. I mean, coming back from any injury, right? But this is like your knees, man. You got to rely on your knees. Your knees, you know, you're jumping, you're walking. Hell, man, you could walk the wrong way and all of a sudden your knee buckles or something shifts inside of you. Um, trust me, I know a lot about this. Don't ask why. I just got the details on this stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Heidi Hope, thank you so much for sending in the super chat. So, anyways, expect Nikita Lyons to be out for a good amount of time. And who knows who the suspect is, by the way. They're suspecting Tiffany Stratton, Zoe Stark, Tatum Paxley, Wendy Chu. Uh, those are some of the... Uh, some of the uh, suspects here. Uh, but thank you so much to Heidi Ho for the generous super chat as well. Um, Sheldon Jackson says, pretty deadly do not need the NXT Tag Team Championships for a third time. Their two reigns were eh at best, but the match they last, but they last, but they lost them with their best match as champions. See, I liked pretty deadly as tag team champions. I really did. And I really wish that they wouldn't have taken the belts off of them until New Day became champions. I would have liked them to keep the belts for a good amount of time there. Uh, I thought they did a good job as 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 uh, tag team champions. It's just that they needed more. They needed more teams. They needed more teams to be in there with. Honestly, that's what it is here. Um, and yeah, um, let's go ahead and move on from here and see what else we got next to talk about. So um, next up, let's move over to uh, the NXT North American Championship picture. And this is Wesley versus Dijak. And this kind of had a lot that went down on the show. So let's talk about what went down today regarding this particular story. So um, Wesley's going out there and, you know, he's addressing Dijak and the upcoming match at Vengeance Day. Um, Dijak eventually comes out and he uh, they have this back and forth and Wesley basically tells them like you're not just fighting me you're you know the fans are always really behind me so you're fighting the entire west side he's fighting everybody and this and that um then 
they're interrupted by Von Wagner and Robert Stone. Um, and Von Wagner is saying that it's an injustice, that he's been overlooked. Uh, there are very loud Von Wagner sucks chants going on in the building. Von Wagner shoves Dijak, pisses him off, and then we end up getting a match between Von Wagner and Dijak. And here's the thing, guys. I'm not going to lie here. I did not hate this. I didn't hate this. I actually really enjoyed this for what it was. Um, this might have been the best we've seen from Von Wagner, okay? And I know some of you guys are probably like rolling right now on the floor saying this bitch crazy. Um, but to be honest, this really was the best we've seen from Von Wagner. Like there's been other times in other matches where there's been some spots that were just noticeably not not great um but i didn't have any moments like that during this particular matchup here he did get a couple of offense he did get quite a bit of offense on dijak at one point he ends up getting him with a big boot there's one very close near fall that i kind of fell for for a hot second um and eventually we do see dijak hit him with the knee and get the win it was short it was brief but it didn't like wasn't harmful or anything. It wasn't bad. It wasn't embarrassing or anything like that. Uh, so I would say this is probably the best that we've seen from Von Wagner. I didn't hate this. And then even afterwards, we ended up having this interaction between Robert Stone and Von Wagner where <laughs> Robert Stone has a really funny line because he goes, uh, he's, he's frustrated. He, he's telling Von, like, you know, I, I need you to help me help you. I need to know more about you, Von Wagner, right? And then he says, I know who you are. I know that you, I know that you're, I know that you growl, but so does everyone else. That killed me. Oh, he says, I know that you're big and I know that you growl, but so does everybody else. And that killed me. For some reason, I thought that was hilarious. Um, so anyway, so um, he basically, I, we were going to probably be seeing some sort of change in Von Wagner. That's what I'm assuming. We're going to see some sort of change in Von Wagner because why else would Robert Stone be telling him, help me help you? How can I help you? We need to see clearly a change in Von Wagner. Um, but in terms of the matchup, this wasn't bad. Uh, I did not hate this whatsoever. Um, but in terms of... In terms of this, I've said this a million times, I'm completely ready to see uh, a brand new NXT North American champion. Uh, Dijak needs to get the win here. I'm sorry, but I'm super ready for a brand new NXT North American champion. And that needs to be Dijak. And I need to see um, different stuff surrounding the NXT North American championship because right now the belt does not feel hot to me right now. It does not feel like a big deal and it needs to feel like a bigger deal than it is right now. So I'm super ready for a brand new champion. I'm actually going to be a little bit bummed if we don't see a title change um, for this particular matchup here. Honestly, that's where I'm at with this one. Um, let's see what people are saying um, in regards to this particular matchup here. So Christopher Smith says, uh, Dijak worked really well with that with uh, Wagner and Dijak had that great kick and the finish was good. Dijak definitely was working this match. Glad Dijak got a small chance at his great selling. Yeah, I'm telling you, this wasn't bad. Honestly, it wasn't bad at all. Justin Martin says before tonight, we hadn't seen Von Wagner in quite a while. Not a long enough while, though. Oh, man, I thought you were going to give Von Wagner a little bit of a compliment there. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit, but no. Um, alrighty, so there you go. That's basically uh, my thoughts on that particular matchup.
Uh, next up, another match that we're going to be seeing on Vengeance Day, and that is going to be the steel cage match for the NXT Championship between Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. And this one here is going to be in a steel cage match. <sighs> Let me think. I have not fully thought out what I want to actually occur in this particular matchup here. Look, I really, like, it's hard for me to say that Braun Breaker should lose this match. It's really hard for me to say that. I don't want to say that. But at the same time, I would not be opposed to seeing this brand new NXT champion in Grayson Waller because Grayson is pretty good, okay? We know this. He's had some pretty good matches, okay? But he also has a really good uh, presence. He's really good at making you want to hate him, okay? It works. He gets under people's skin. And for that reason, I would not be opposed to seeing Grayson Waller get the victory here. I really would not. Uh, I kind of feel like Braun Breaker, we, uh, we, you know, we've seen him now. This has honestly been my favorite story with Braun Breaker thus far in terms of the feuds that he's been in as champion. Uh, this is one that I would put up there in terms of stuff that he has done besides that stuff that he did with JD McDonough and Elia Dragunov because I did like all of that. I, in fact, I love that match that we saw Halloween Havoc. I, I really do. It was one of my top 10 favorite WWE matches of last year um I really enjoyed that match and so that was probably my favorite thing along with this here that he's been doing with Grayson Waller there's been some tweaks that I wish would have been a little bit different but regardless like um I think they've been doing a pretty decent job here because we actually care I would say about Grayson Waller in this picture like when we were doing the whole bit with Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker that was just so far out that I don't think people necessarily really cared too much and even when he had the match uh the feud with Apollo Crews uh as much as we liked Apollo Crews and even though that match was pretty good I don't really think the interest was so high for that particular matchup the interest feels a lot higher in this particular matchup here with Grayson Waller I would not be opposed to seeing something different. Having Grayson Waller as NXT champion, I think would add a different element to the show. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to it whatsoever. Um, let's see what else we got here. This is from Andrew Buckley who says, I like Braun, but Waller screwing him somehow could be more interesting of a story. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like right now with Braun Breaker, it's more so of, you know, I feel like for right now, we've gotten all that we can get from Braun Breaker as NXT champion. There's nothing new right now. Maybe because of the talent pool, maybe there really isn't anybody there to really mix it up and bring something different from Braun Breaker. Uh, maybe we just need time, but I kind of just feel like we've kind of gotten all that we can get right at this particular moment from Braun Breaker as NXT champion. And that's the reason why I wouldn't mind seeing Grayson Waller get the win here. Um, this is from Justin who says, if they're ready for Braun to move up, he could lose here. Waller as an insufferable egomaniac champion would be pretty fun. I don't even think Braun would have to completely move up right now um that could be something for after Wrestlemania he can still come out here and you know do some stuff on NXT uh maybe maybe just maybe he could be like a Raw after Mania debut on the main roster um we'll see 
Uh, but thank you so much to Justin Martin as well. Um, let's see what else we got here. This is from Chase Elliott, who says, if somehow Braun retains against Grayson, then he'll probably drop the belt to Carmelo. And that's the thing. Like, Carmelo was a really good NXT North American champion. He's been my favorite NXT North American champion in this new era of NXT. Um, just speaking for this new era of NXT alone, I don't think anybody has come close to what Carmelo Hayes did with the championship. And I'm still, I've, I was angry about when they took the title off of him um just to give solo sokoa a win for like a week and then not do anything about that i was really kind of bummed about that during that because i didn't think they had to take the bow off of grayson waller how we went like five weeks without an nxt north american champion because of it so because of that like i it bummed me out that they did that to carmelo and i feel like he's been you know bouncing back since then and that's why i want to see carmelo get this very clear definitive win against apollo cruz in their two out of three falls match um um, so thank you to Chase Elliott, uh, D19, for also sending in this as well. Um, all right. So let's see what else we got here. Um, let's continue on from this. And let's get into my favorite story right now on NXT. And that is the NXT Women's Championship picture. Uh, Roxanne Perez defending her title in a triple threat match against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, the members of Toxic Attraction, who currently have no leader. Now, here's the thing. They've, well, they swerved a couple of us last week with pretending that they had broken up and this and that, right? So a lot of us, you know, I, I definitely fell for it. I, I was kind of digging Gigi and JC being on polar sides. I was digging them being uh, enemies instead of friends. And so um, it was a swerve. They attacked Roxanne Perez. And then they had this uh, sit down interview here tonight. And man, let me tell you, I was a fan of this sit down interview because what it was, was you had Roxanne Perez on one side of the uh, stream and she is so freaking likable. You know, she's going out there and she's talking about how she was at the Royal Rumble. She, I think they said she was the youngest competitor or I don't know if they said competitor overall or just the youngest woman to ever compete in a Royal Rumble. Someone please um, correct that for me on the chat. Uh, but that was the whole thing that they were talking about in terms of her uh, Royal Rumble appearance. And she got a great reaction, guys. Like uh, compared to so many of the of the girls, other girls that have been there for a lot longer, Roxanne Perez got a really nice reaction, man. Um, and um, what do you call it? So that was really good to see Roxanne Perez get that moment. So she's kind of talking about this. And then on the other side, you have Gigi Dolan and JC Jean. And I freaking loved what they were doing here because they are like the ultimate mean girls especially I, I love Gigi Dolan I think she does a great job but JC Jane she just does an incredible job at playing the mean girl uh, role she's really good at like mocking her and belittling her but making it very entertaining and she's very good with the facial expressions and her mannerisms she's got it down man like this girl you can tell she's been seeing those mean girl movies um I like this. I really, really like the dynamic that we got here. And we even got a little bit of a tease where I do think, I do think we are legitimately going to see uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan uh, basically turn on each other in this match. And I do think that's how Roxanne Perez is essentially going to get her win, whether she pins Gigi or JC, I don't know. But I do think that Gigi and JC are going to break up after Vengeance Day. I do think that it's going to be like, oh, it was supposed to just be uh, a trick on Roxanne Perez. But in the end, I do think it's going to bite them in the butt and they're both going to basically 
basically proved that they're not really friends. And that was something that Roxanne Perez kind of alluded to a little bit today too in that sit down interview, as well as um, Gigi when she kind of misspoke and she said, I instead of we, something like that. But so they were belittling her during the sit down interview. And then finally, Roxanne Perez leaves the screen. Gigi and JC continue talking their shit. And then out of nowhere, Roxanne Perez just comes in and she just attacks them. This was freaking badass. I loved all of this. This is my favorite story right now on NXT because Gigi and JC are doing a really good job at bouncing back without Mandy Rose. They're doing a good job at like being, being jerks. That's what they're supposed to do. I love it. And Roxanne Perez, she's so freaking likable. Who doesn't like Roxanne Perez? If you don't like Roxanne Perez, you're the problem. Um, so yeah, she's just a very likable person. And so um, this is a very, very easy story to get behind of, I think. So I'm really excited about this match. This is the one I'm most looking forward to for Vengeance Day. Uh, David Kaplan, thank you so much for sending in a super chat. David says, hello, Denise. You know what's great? You had a show called The It Girl. Now you are The It Girl. Keep up the good work. Uh, I did have that show. Oh my God, David. You almost made me forget about my own show. Um, So when I first started my YouTube channel, one of the series that I had was um, called uh, The It Girl, something like that. And I would interview women that were essentially doing great things in their space. Actually, one of my very best friends, Tiffany Taylor, um, I met her through that show and we ended up becoming like literally the best of friends and she ended up coming out of my wedding. So um, <laughs> I, oh my God, I'm so happy that you'd seen that, that you've seen that show. Honestly, that makes me really happy to hear because that is a oldie i haven't done that show in years um so yes thank you so much for sending this in truly i appreciate it david um we got a super chat here from bear hudson thank you so much to bear who says uh who should bianca face at mania a uh, thank you denise so this was something that we were talking about last night on the raw post show uh sean and i were uh when we were kind of going over it and in terms of what we're seeing right now so for the elimination chamber match we got, um, so basically what they announced on Raw is whoever wins the Elimination Chamber match goes on to face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. It's interesting because I'm still not necessarily sold on any of the people yet because we got Raquel Rodriguez, who's already in the Elimination Chamber. But I do think that Raquel, um, is, it's just not, I love Raquel, but it's just not the time yet to have her in the match with, with, uh, Bianca Belair for WrestleMania. We got Asuka. Asuka to me feels like the closest possible person that I would consider a, a big deal to face Bianca Belair because you got to understand Bianca Belair, she is, you know, Miss WrestleMania. She's been having uh, banger matches. She's made history after history, you know, at WrestleMania. She's been doing a really great job, man. And uh, she's kind of a big deal. And I feel like her competitor has to be a big deal as well. And the story also has to be hot. I do see Asuka as that potential. Uh, Liv Morgan, I would say yes. But at the same time, I'm not fully convinced. I feel like I would be lying to myself a little bit. Um, Nikki Cross, I don't think they've done enough with her yet to put her in that spot against Bianca. And then they're going to be doing the... Um, the uh, fatal four way they're going to be doing a fatal four way for one of the spots and that's going to be either candace LeRae, michin carmella or piper niven i hope that michin gets the win uh mia yim and that she ends up being one of the spots here and then the last one um sean was saying that he thinks it's going to be either nia Jax or ronda rousey um 
I could see it being Ronda Rousey. And if it is Ronda Rousey, then I do see Ronda Rousey winning. In terms of who I would like to see, based on these options, I would go with Asuka or Liv Morgan. I feel like that's where I'm at. I would like it, honestly, if they built let Mia Yim these next couple of months leading up into WrestleMania, if they really let her go and really let her showcase what she can do, she can easily be a really hot competitor for Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. But again, it really all depends on the presentation and how they build, continue to build up, or rather how, how they continue, how they start the feud between Bianca Belair and whoever it is that wins the Elimination Chamber. Uh, so thank you to Bear Hudson for uh, sending in that super chat and getting that question in as well. Um, okay, and let's go ahead and oh, thank you so much to Ryan Barefoot, who also just sent in a super chat. Um, seriously, much appreciated, Ryan. I really thank you for that. And um, okay, so now let's go ahead and press on from here. So we already went. Um, I didn't mention my prediction, but clearly I'm expecting Roxanne Perez to win this match for and retain her title. And I'm expecting Gigi and JC to turn on each other for real this time and uh, have that be their downfall to lose this actual match here. So those are my predictions for NXT Vengeance Day. Um, now I'm going to talk about the items that were not, that are not part of Vengeance Day, but that occurred here on NXT. There's only a couple since we pretty much talked about everything. Um, Creed Brothers versus Indashare. So that was Avir and Sangha. Um, this was interesting because this has been a story that has been going on for quite some time. In fact, I feel it's been going on too long. And basically today they ended up into share, ended up defeating the Creed brothers. Now, if you didn't watch NXT, you're probably going, what the, did they really have into share defeat Creed brothers? Yes, they did. But, um, basically they did a whole spot where Ivy Nile ends up getting knocked out off of the ring apron when she was up there um, arguing with Jinder Mahal. And somehow she ended up getting knocked out. I think it was Julius who accidentally knocked her down. And um, that caused a distraction, which allowed for Indashare to get in there and get their win. So it wasn't necessarily like a clean victory. There was a distraction and all of that with what occurred with Ivy Nile. But I did not like seeing the Creed brothers lose to Indashare here, especially because it's not like Veer and Sangha are going out there and picking up all these wins. They're not doing that, but I get it. They want to continue this feud and they wanted to give in to share uh, a little something to grab a hold of. So because of that, I don't totally hate it, but because the Creed brothers are legitimately my favorite tag team on NXT right now, I slightly hate it, um, but I get it. They're continuing the story. Um, I'm kind of over it. I was hoping that this would be the end of it. I was hoping that this would be a wrap. But then I'm like, okay, well, what else are they going to do next? Ideally, like I said earlier, I do want to see Creed Brothers New Day at NXT Stand and Deliver. So there you go. Um, okay, so um, we got people saying they felt bad for Ivy when she got bumped off the apron. Dude, that was a pretty sick bump. Like, she went flying, man. She flew. She flew. She took a sick bump there. Uh, I like Ivy Nile, by the way. She, she is definitely grown on the roster for sure. Um, okay, so after this, we did end up getting Indy Hartwell versus Zoe Stark, uh, two of the women that were included in the Women's Royal Rumble match. And basically, um, this is what led to this particular matchup is backstage. They were arguing about um, who was better in the Rumble and this and that. And so that led to this match here. Um, this was a very, very 
quick win for Zoe. Zoe went in there and there was a moment where Indy went to the top rope after punching. She punched Zoe, goes to the top rope, and instead Zoe knocks her off the top rope and she ends up getting her with a knee and getting the win. And I thought the finish was really good. The match itself was too short to even say it was good, but the finish I did think was pretty solid. But um, it's the same thing with Indy Hartwell. I really am wondering what they're going to do with her next. I've said this before, but I do think Indy Hartwell probably, they need to switch up the character a little bit. They need to try something new with her um, because it's kind of been the same thing, rinse and repeat with Indy Hartwell. Uh, And in terms of Zoe Stark, we already know she's a great wrestler. And even afterwards, we do see Zoe continue the attack on Indy Hartwell. But I would like to see a little bit of a different presentation for Indy Hartwell. All right, and now um, we already talked about Wesley. We talked about Nikita Lyons, but we need to get into this match with Axiom and Tyler Bate. So they had a really funny backstage interaction. So, um, you know, they're backstage talking and uh, Tyler Bate essentially tells Axiom that uh, he reminds him a lot of A-Kid, okay? That's what he says, right? And Axiom, the joke was that uh, he says... um, Oh, I think it's in the eyes or something like that. But clearly you can't see his eyes. So um, that was kind of funny as well. But then there's a moment where uh, he's, and I didn't really, um, Tyler Bate says something about, uh, I think it was Damon Kemp. He calls him something, right? And Axiom didn't really understand what it was that he was saying. So Tyler Bate basically translated it to what he would think Axiom to what the translation would be. And so then he calls them a pendejo uh, to, I think it was Damon Kemp. And let me tell you, I was not expecting to be hearing the words pendejo on NXT today. And it completely popped me because all of it was super ironic. Um, And you know what? Shout out to Tyler Bate, man, because he nailed it, man. Yeah, it was one word, but he nailed it. Uh, So that was pretty funny. But the thing that I actually want to talk about, though, is this matchup here with Tyler Bate and Axiom because this was pretty good. Axiom now has been on a hot roll, man. Every match that he's had, it's been pretty much a, a good one. It's been a favorite, at least on all of the shows. He's been doing a really phenomenal job. And, you know, seeing Tyler Bate come back and, you know, get this opportunity or get to have this match with Axiom, all I want to say is that this was the best match of the night. And there was a lot of good moments. Tyler Bate literally spinning him. Spinning him, that was really cool. There was a moment where Axiom gives him a brutal kick to the face where he it almost felt like he beheaded Tyler Bate. It was really good. Uh, Tyler hits his Tiger Driver and gets the win here, but um, they shake hands afterwards, and then Damon Kemp comes from behind and attacks uh, and attacks Axiom, but Tyler helps run him off. Um, I need I know that they ended on good terms, Tyler Bate and Axiom, but I need to see this match again and on a higher on a pay-per-view or something because they had really good chemistry with one another and it flowed and it was super entertaining and I need to see this match again. Um, but I'm happy Damon Kemp is doing his thing. I'm a fan of Kate Damon Kemp ever since uh his ambulance match. I, I really liked what he did there. So I'm a fan. All right, man. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on. And I do agree, by the way, with this comment from Chris, who says, in two to three years, people will talk about Rodriguez the way they talk now about Ripley. Completely agree with this. I think the second she has uh, her glow up the way that Rhea Ripley did, 
Uh, she's definitely going to be someone that is an absolute favor for sure. Um, all right. So let's see what we got here. Ryan also believes that Axiom should be the one to challenge Dijak for the NXT North American Championship. That would be good. Down the line, that would definitely be good for sure. Um, all right. So after this, the other thing we didn't get to talk about yet is Stevie Turner versus Danny Palmer. Uh, so Stevie Turner and made her in-ring debut on NXT here today. And she is, her character is that she's a streamer. She's a, uh, she's a podcaster. That's her character. Um, I love it. I think it's pretty funny that she's going out there and being a podcaster. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny, actually. Um, but she comes out there, and I like it. Like, I don't know much about Stevie Turner. I know that she, uh, you know, she's only 26 years old. She was doing NXT UK. But I didn't get to see her work on NXT UK. So this is really my introduction into uh, Stevie. I know that on the Indies, she was known as uh, Bobby. But uh, so this is really my introduction into who she is. And this is really my first time seeing her actually get to work here. And I got to tell you, I thought I really liked her because she came there. We've seen a lot of women on NXT when they first get their start. And you can see you can really, really notice that they're green, whether it be in the character character wise or in ring rise, right? Like you can instantly sense the greenness in them. Stevie Turner didn't really have that like yeah she's not you know fully fleshed out or anything like that right but I didn't sense any like I didn't sense her being like a noob at all she came in here with a vibe that was she was mean she was aggressive she had a good look I really like Stevie Turner I just feel I don't feel like she's starting you know at she's not starting like on step one like she's definitely a little bit further along and you can tell right away in her presence when she comes out on television. So uh, instant fan of Stevie Turner. And I'm excited to see um, where we go from here. I would like to see Stevie Turner, Roxanne Perez. Um, I did. And with Roxanne Perez getting the win because it's still too early for Stevie Turner. And we still don't, you know, haven't seen much of her just yet on NXT. But I do think that if they give Stevie Turney, Turner a nice little uh, winning streak and maybe give her a match against Roxanne Perez, because I want Roxanne Perez to be a fighting champion, man. I want her to be getting these wins. Um, I would like to see Stevie Turner and Roxanne with Roxanne getting the win. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, so that she ends up getting the win, by the way, over Danny Palmer. She gets her with a pump kick. She gets her with a DDT, a slam, and she wins the match. So this was pretty good. Um, overall, good start for her. Um, all right. So um, let's see what else we got here. And this is a comment from Chris who says, uh, it's crazy that they have both Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn around the rosters doing whatever. And these are two of the best pure workers of the past 10 years, period. Uh, I love Pete Dunn, who's now um, going as uh, Butch. Uh, he's definitely a gem to watch. Heidi Ho says, Stevie stole your gimmick. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see what else we want to talk about. We got a quick match between Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak as well. This was okay. Uh, this was fine. This was more of like a, you know, they. I've, I've been struggling to get into what they have Drew Gulak and Hank Walker and Charlie Dempsey doing on the show. I have been struggling this one. This probably has been my least favorite thing from NXT, but they had a little fun uh, matchup here with Drew Gulak getting the win. But um, there really wasn't much that I want to get into with that. Um, and other than that, I think I already went through everything from this show. So there we go, guys. That was the go-home show for Vengeance Day, um, which is taking place this Saturday. Um, 
Again, I think that the match that's going to steal the night is going to be Apollo Crews and Carmelo Hayes. I think they're going to have a really good match. But the one I'm most excited for is the women's triple threat match, Roxanne, Gigi, and JC. And then the one that I'm a little bit torn as to, I don't know which direction they're going to go. It's Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller. Uh, whatever happens there is really going to switch the dynamic of NXT uh, moving forward. So that's where we're at with that. Alrighty, everyone, I will be back tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. Thank you so much to stick it, for sticking with me uh, through my technical difficulties. I appreciate it. Uh, I thought I was going to die on this stream. I was like, oh, no, this, this ain't going to work, man. Um, but I made it survived uh thank you guys so much uh as always for tuning in and please do not forget to head on over to youtube.com slash denise salcedo and please check out some of that royal rumble content uh i'm working on a vlog i promise that'll be going up soon and thank you guys so much i will be back tomorrow for aew dynamite